Welcome, you're listening to Rise. My name is Deanna, and I am so pleased that you made time in your schedule to be with us today. Hey, before we get started, will you please do me a humongous favor and go ahead and press subscribe so you don't miss a single message. Now, let's get started. Right now in my home, we have a one-year-old and a six-year-old who's almost seven. And what's amazing is just watching their personalities as as they discover what am i good at what what kind of thing makes me laugh um my little girl is a little bit more on the shy side right now but she loves to laugh and, and my little boy he has got an imagination like oh my goodness and he's artistic and and gentle and kind and very full of energy. <laughs> and it's so amazing to see this. You see, childhood is, is this gift. One of the greatest gems about childhood is getting to play. It, it, it's getting to try out different things. It's getting to run with the wind in your hair and the dirt beneath your feet. It's getting to play. It, it's getting to imagine. It's getting to be whoever it is you want. My little guy, my boy, has perfected the art of getting to pretend to be whoever he wants. And he's really good at it. In fact, sometimes it's like, can we shut this off? <laughs> Let's stop being a cat for a little bit. But you know what? It's a beautiful thing that he gets to be whoever he wants. Looking back, you can often see how all those pieces work together, helping you become the person you are today. When I was a kid, I was good at art. I, I would play business. I, I loved singing and acting and drawing, and I was good at those things. And I got good at those things because, hey, guess what? I said and I recognized I was good at those things. But I also, I loved doing those things. My husband, he was a tinkerer. He was amazing at tinkering. I heard one story about how he he took apart a radio when he was just three years old and then put the whole thing back together again. And it worked. So you know who we go to fix things in our house. <laughs> See, you get your gifts and talents. They're already in there as untapped potential. They have been deposited in you since before you were even born. They're literally gifts given to you. They're entrusted to you by the Lord and you know what? You were born for such a time as this. You were born at the exact right time. My times are in your hands. Proverbs thirteen twenty three says, there is much food. There's much provision available to you. It's right there in front of you. And the uncultivated, untapped potential, that ground in front of you. What does that mean? You have everything you need right in front of you. You see, God says to Isaac, he says, sow in that land. And then it goes on to say, in, in that land, Isaac sowed. And in that land, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. You have to plant. You have to use what you've been given. Yes, there might be obstacles, but without those obstacles, goodness, wouldn't life be boring? Psalm 119.65 says, Great peace have those who know your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Don't you just love that? See, nothing causes them to stumble. His perfect peace is available to you, and nothing causes you to stumble. But sometimes we get caught up. Maybe it's fear, or maybe it's discouragement, and there's so much to be said even just about those two things. Fear can stop us right in our tracks. It can be paralyzing at times. But perfect love casts out fear. 
In John 10, 10, it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Today, I want to bring encouragement to your heart. See, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? That's a quote by Robert Schuller. He And see, what would you do? What are the dreams that stir up inside your heart? Those desires were put there. You have such a greatness inside of you, just waiting to be stirred up. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5.16 Today I want to jump right in to the parable of the talents. Okay. So Jesus is telling this parable and he says, For the kingdom of God, the, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. And he calls up his servants and he says, Okay, so the, to this servant, he gives five talents. To this next servant, he gets two talents. And the last servant, he gives one talent. And he gives to each according to his ability. He doesn't give them more than they can't handle. He doesn't give them not enough. He gives them to each one according to their ability. Okay, okay. Back when God made manna come onto the ground for all of the children of Israel, each one was supposed to get a, a measure and each one's supposed to go out and gather. And you know what? Each one had according to his need. He didn't gather too much and he didn't gather too little. Whatever he gathered, it was more than enough. It was exactly what he needed. And and you see that. So, so here we are. We have this man traveling to a far country who calls out his servants and he gives to each one exactly according to their ability. So then he goes off and, 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 and you know what? He comes back and he's ready to collect up. And he says to the one who he had given the five to, hey, hey, buddy, like, how you doing? And he's like, hey, master, guess what? I took the five talents you've given me and I went and I made five more. Okay, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh man, you've been faithful over a little bit. We're going to make you faithful over a lot. Come on in, enjoy. It says, enter the joy of your Lord. And then he who had the two talents, he comes and he's like, hey, guess what? I have not only the two talents you've made me that you gave me, I, I used those and I made two more. I, I gained double. Look at that, guys. They're they are sowing and they are reaping 100-fold of what they sowed. So now they don't just have two. He has four. He doesn't just have five. He has ten. It's exponential because he's doing something with what he's been given. So then the last guy, he comes and he's like, oh, boy, it's collecting time. All right. Well, guess what? I buried it <laughs> because I knew you to be a hard man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? You knew that? Are you sure? You see, guys, he believed a lie of the enemy. He believed something that wasn't true. And, and, and if it was true, why didn't he do something about it? He despised the talent. He buried it. We need to make sure that we do not bury that which is entrusted to us, but that we use it for the kingdom of heaven. See, it says in Genesis 25, 34, that Esau despised his birthright. I don't know if you're familiar with that story, so I'll go over it real quick. Okay, there were twins, right? And, and it was Jacob 
and Esau. And, and Jacob goes in and he's got some soup and Oh, man, he is just working at home with mom, making the soup. And Esau comes in and he is famished. And he's like, mmm, that soup smells amazing. You know, in some places, like, if you want to get some food, it you would have to, like, skin the goat, like, prepare the meat, like, cook it. Like, there is a lot involved. Do you know, even to cook a soup nowadays, it takes, like, I don't know, it can take two hours. If you're lucky, it'll take less than that. But, like, a really yummy, delicious soup. Soup is my favorite meal. Like... <laughs> I love soup. Well, it can take me two hours to make an amazing potato soup because you have all the chopping, you have the chicken, you have the peeling of the potatoes. Like there's a lot involved. Okay. So it's not like you just can go to McDonald's and be like, yo, I'm hungry. There is no McDonald's. McDonald's is not invented. And so Esau comes in from the field and he is famished and that stew smells amazing. And he's like, um, Hey, Jacob, can I have some stew, please? I don't even know that he said please, right? And Jacob's like, mm, can you sell me your birthright? <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you some soup for your birthright because you know what? I wanted to be born first, but you were. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands, and that's a different story for another day. But he's like, yeah. Yeah, if you want to give me your birthright, you can have some soup. He's like, what good is this birthright to me if I'm just going to die of hunger? Yeah, fine. You can have it. No worries. You see that? It says he ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Uh, Hebrews 12, 16 calls Esau a profane person who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. You see that? It was a get rich quick scheme and he fell for it. You see that we need to not believe the lies of the enemy. You need to not curse or despise the gifts that you have been given. Okay, so back to the parable of the talents. So so the guy comes to collect and he's like, "Yeah, I it's buried and not only here let me bring it to you. You can go get it." You know what he says? He says, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I would have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ta 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have an abundance but from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. It's kind of like that same principle. Like when we lay down our lives, when we lose our lives for the Lord, we get it back. But when you love your life and you're just, oh man, you think you have it. Guess what? Your pride, it just kind of eats it up. You, you lose that life that you already have or you lose what you think you have. Romans eleven twenty nine says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. See that he has given you gifts. He hasn't taken them back. He hasn't changed his mind. But are you using them? Are you exercising them? Sometimes, okay, so your voice, it's a muscle. And the more you use that muscle, the more it's exercised and the better you can do. You see that we need to use the gifts and the calling that are available to us. We need to use the gifts that have been entrusted with us. Do you see a man who excels in his gifts? He will not stand before unknown men. He will stand before kings. You were called to stand before kings. Jeremiah 1.5 says, 
Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. You see, you have been set apart. Ephesians 2.10 says, For you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for you to walk in. It's not an automatic. You don't automatically walk in them. It is a choice to walk in the gifts and the calling. It is in you. There is greatness in you. You just got to stir it up. Ephesians 4, 7 says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. You see that? We were all given gifts. In 2 Kings 4, a certain woman of the wives of the prophets comes out to Elijah and she's like, oh my goodness, my husband died and there is a guy who wants to take away my two boys and make them slaves to pay this debt. I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. And, and, and he's like, what do you have in the house? And she says, I don't, I don't have anything but I have a jar of oil. He says, go and borrow vessels from everywhere. And you take that oil and you dump it and you dump it and you pour it and you pour it and you pour it and you pour it into all of those jars. And, and that jars, they're they're all going to be filled. And so she does it and she does it and she does it until there are no more vessels left. And she comes back and she's like, I've done what you said. And you know what? He says, go ahead and sell that. And it's going to cover the cost for for getting you out of debt and cover all your future costs too. You're going to have enough left over to live on. See that? It's a, it's a what do you have? Take what you have and bless it. When Jesus has the loaves and fishes, he takes those loaves and fishes. There's, there's five loaves and two fishes and he takes them and he blesses them. He doesn't go, oh, this is not enough. Look at this. 5,000 people plus women and children. Oh, I just don't think I can do it. No, he takes it and he blesses it. Take your gifts and your talents and you bless them. You take what you have and you bless it. Oh my goodness, my cup is not half empty. It is half full. You see the blessings in front of you. You see the good when it comes. My goodness, it's overflowing. The potential you have inside of you is there. You just have to see it. And you see, we need to hear the Lord say to us, hey, what do you have? Because he has already gifted you something. He has gifted you gifts. What do you have? What is in your hand? What are the things that I've deposited into you? Now, bless them and use them. And when you do that, you are coming from a place of an abundance where all grace abounds towards you so that always having all sufficiency in all things, you have an abundance for every good work. You see that all grace, that that's the charisma that, that, Ooh, I can do this. Like you have been equipped. You know what? I love that Nike slogan. It says, just do it. You know what? Stop worrying about if you are going to fail and just do it. And you know what? If you do fail, guess what? Boom. You know what? That's part of success is sometimes we fall down, but every single time we get right back up, don't we? Teddy Roosevelt says one of my favorite quotes. It goes like this. Do what you can with what you have where you are at. See, you have everything right in front of you. We need to be good stewards of what we have and honor the Lord with these gifts, these possessions. Uh, Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions. You've been graced to do the work. You are gifted. It is a gifting to do the work in which one is called to do. Now rise up, take courage, and do it. Hey. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. It really means the world to me that you decided to just spend a little bit of time with me today. And before we go too much further, if this message impacted you today, please go ahead and leave me a little review. I would so appreciate that. And you know what else? If this message did anything for you and you knew somebody else who could use it, somebody else that needs some encouragement, who needs to be stirred up, go ahead and copy the link and share it with someone else because things are a lot more fun when we do them together. I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day.